HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. I'm Lou Bank. I'm Linda Sullivan from Cena Secreto. And this is Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps Gringex bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. Look at you picking it up. So, this episode is very specifically aimed at the new listeners who are coming to it because they heard about us on BBC Food Program through our friend Dan Saladino. Welcome, new folks. But it also works for Gringex bartenders, because what I want to do is, in essence, walk them through how I how I would, and then you walk through how you would, right? Like how we would talk to somebody new interested in mezcal, because I'm guessing that, you know, I maybe talk to 30 people a year who are new to it. Oh, yeah. I would say I probably talk to a couple hundred people every year now who if, are new to agave spirits. But if you're a bartender, it's probably a couple hundred a day. Exactly. Great. So, you know, I have this very specific way that I like to intro. I mean, look, let's be honest, right? The average consumer, the average consumer is going to be introduced to agave spirits, to mezcal right? Through a cocktail. That's very likely. Yes. Right. And so like if you're, if you're trying to get someone interested, somebody said, Oh, I heard this food program, VVC. I want to know if my scale, like, what do you, what do you suggest to them? Is it, is it the margarita with a little floater? Is it the Oaxacan old fashioned? What do you do? I would ask a lot of questions first Oh. because even on a Friday, even on a Friday, but really? before five o'clock. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would because I really want a drinker or a guest or a customer. I want to know what is their norm. Oh. And then I would respond to that, right? If their norm is to drink a margarita, then I would say, yes, a mezcal margarita would be a great way to introduce. If they are normally a spirit forward, a really boozy drinker, then maybe the mezcal old-fashioned or the Oaxacan old-fashioned would be good for them, right? Yeah, or like if they just drink old-fashions with whiskey. 
then the Oaxacan Old Fashioned or a Mezcal Old Fashioned yeah. would be a way to get them in. If they're a neat spirits drinker, yeah. then drinking clear spirits neat might be an easy transition, right? Or, I want to know what is familiar for them, yeah. and then I want to enter the door through that familiarity to introduce them to something new, right? Oh. So they feel like they have their feet on the ground. I like that. But if so if they're drinking spirits neat, though, they're probably drinking whiskey that's been aged. Yes. In the United States especially, yeah. we are more used to drinking aged spirits neat than clear spirits neat. Right. So, so I think usually folks need a little bit of an assist, a little handhold yeah. to get into clear spirits neat. It just generally in the United States. So maybe you start with one of the aged, the Reposado or Añejo Mezcals. I think that's often a good idea. Yeah. And then baby step from there. Okay. But so, so, so there's that, right? But then I, I think about that process that you're, you're suggesting, I think, I think I derailed you because you were actually on a really good path. Sorry for that. Uh, about, okay, so how do you get somebody to drink a neat, clear spirit? What's your process, Linda? I have a four-step process. <laughs> <laughs> the four-step program. The four the four-step program, but it's gonna get you drunk, not undrunk, like the twelve-step program. I'm, I'm gonna divert you for a second because I read I read something very funny this morning at three a.m. on Facebook. I, this is is a that res- this morning or is that last night? Well, for me, that's this. Anything after, like I, I'm a twelve oh one morning kind of guy. Uh, but you know, this goes back to, and I'm sure timely and line wise, this won't make any sense to anyone. But to me, having that um, that martini glass full of uh, uh, vanilla suburbs coffee yesterday. So I woke up at like one a.m. today. But anyway, so I woke up and I'm on Facebook uh, on one of the uh, the mezcal groups and somebody had picked up a bottle and they were asking people about it. Like, have you ever had this? And then the person wrote, I'm going to test it this weekend. And I thought, oh, is it going to be like a written test, an oral test? Is it multiple choice? Is it essay? Test it. Like if you finish the bottle, I think this is what I wrote as the comment was, if you finish the bottle, uh, is that considered a testing problem? <laughs> It's a very Lou reply. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I diverted you. So, where were you? You've also outed yourself by your Facebook meanderings in the middle of the night slash the morning. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Lou is not the youngest one in our car studio. No, not not the least. No. no. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. I think it's really important when you're tasting clear spirits to remember that we taste with all of our senses. Okay. We're back to all of our senses. I love all of our senses. So we, Lou, you've talked many times about the vessel being important that we Mm. taste in. I do not like putting my clear spirits in something that has a very narrow opening at the top, I right? I don't either. Some people do. Some people do. I don't like it. I like even if I'm I'm serving spirits in like a little plastic taster and yeah. because of necessity, right? Uh, or because we're at a trade show and there's hundreds of people there, I could, right? I could bring you thousands I of still clay vessels. Like, you should I, always call me when that happens. Oh my I, gosh, I, bring me thousands of I clay do. vessels. I have thousands please. of clay vessels thanks to David Smith. Anyway, keep going. But I like the top to be open, right? I like the aromatics to be able to just escape the glass. And do a little drive-by sniff. That's my first step. Yeah, you a little know, drive-by. And, and I'll say, like, I'm, I'm the same way. And the, the point that I make, like, I was I was at a Bar Clavel, one of my favorite mescalerias in the U.S. in Baltimore. Have you been? I have not been. We should drive the studio there. So, um, <laughs> a Bar Clavel, I'm sitting at Bar Clavel, 
and I'm drinking a beautiful, neat agave spirit. But it's in, and this is weird because Lane is one of the smartest people I know in the industry, but it was in, in essence, a snifter where you've got the bulbous body and right in the, and then it, it, it comes back in for that tight uh, uh, nose. Bottleneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The top. And so I'm drinking. It's like this. This I'm having a fine time with it, but it's like you know, this is not how you should be serving. They don't know that I'm new or not new, and uh, and I'm sitting next to this couple, and they start talking to me because I'm an old man, and people feel safe talking to old men at bars. <laughs> And uh, and they ask what I'm drinking, and I tell them mezcal. And this is way pre-pandemic. Um, and you know, I'm drinking mezcal. Oh, uh, and uh, so I've never had that. What is that? I'm like, do you realize where you're sitting? Like, look behind this bar. It's it's literally like 75% agave spirits. And uh, and so we get into the conversation, and she asks if she can taste it, and I I hand it to her. And again, pre-pandemic probably started the pandemic and uh and she puts her nose to it and even before she tastes it she's like oh oh yeah it was too much well it's too much because you know as it evaporates it's accumulating in that bulb and then it's blasting out racing out of the top of that glass that's physics physics tells us it does that so it's like getting a cannonball blast in your face and if you're not accustomed to that and who is except you and i (laughs) right yeah it's too it's too much too fast i feel like we need bill nye in the back seat of our car studio to tell us Bill Nye, the science guy? No, 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 I know. I'm just thinking if you were in the back seat, would I still be the oldest guy in the car? Oh. Studio? Oh, no. Bill Nye might be older than you. There you go. Okay, so we'll get him for the next episode. Yeah, you want him, then that makes him younger. But I completely agree. And that's that, your anecdote is perfect because that could be a turnoff for somebody who's new to Clear Spirit. So I think that by sort of going in in the shallow end, I think it makes it more gentle and more pleasurable to drink neat agave spirits by, you know, kind of walking in slowly. So I do that drive-by in the wide mouth class. Then people sometimes think that my second step is a little weird, okay? I dip my finger into the agave. I do the same. And rub and I've been it yelled off at. onto I've... my skin. No, yeah. there's no, does not need to be any yelling in the process. I know. It's not necessary. You can yell <laughs> if you want, but it's I, not. Could it be like, uh, could you yell with excitement? You definitely could. Yippee I don't require kaye? it. <laughs> yes. You're white enough yeah. to yippee kaye. Yes. Okay, okay, yippee kaye. But the reason this, this step I... I Love teaching it because you're burning off as soon as you rub that spirit onto your skin. Mm -hmm. You're bringing oxygen into the Mm -hmm. mix, burning off essentially some of that ethanol, some of the alcohol, and then it opens up the flavor, the the esters, which is what packs all the flavor, and you can smell so much more, okay? Your nose and your mouth are connected. It's a bonus. We love that. You're essentially sending a memo to your palate, like incoming these flavors. And it preps you in such a great way. You haven't even sipped it yet. Yeah. But it preps you for that. I, you know, I do something very similar, but I, you know, and I, and I do it for similar reasons. But then I also think, and this is sort of giving away one of my secrets. I know. It's sort of telling the audience how you did the magic trick. I think it also forces you when you stop and you sniff. It forces you to slow down and think about what you're consuming in a way that we so often don't. It's sort of, right? You can say it out loud. 100% agree. It's like the amuse-bouche. 
that the uh, the chef sends over to the table, the tiny little bite that you get, and it's so tiny it forces you to pay attention to it. I'm going to tell you something that is 100% true. Yeah. When I described my tasting process mm-hmm. to my therapist, <laughs> she I, I'm not lying. Wait, was she, she paying you at that point? No, mm-hmm. no, this was free okay. for her. Okay. She was so complimentary. She's like, yes, because she is very, she's kind of Eastern in her thinking, mm-hmm. and we talk about meditative yeah. processes. And she's like, that could not be more in the present moment. Yeah. It slows down our fast forward world because you are just sinking in to that moment, which as far as like drinking in United States culture is really counter cultural. We're not we're not boozing and binging. And mm-hmm. it's really it slows it down and brings you into the appreciation of that moment. And I love that with these spirits as well. Does this mean that I could possibly become your new uh, Eastern practice therapist? No. Don't worry, Rebecca. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast, it's still you. Okay, cool. Okay, so so we we're now we're done sniffing. Yep, those are the two sniffs, and then I do two sips. The first one is a kiss. You just let it touch your lips, touch your tongue, and you don't pay attention to it, right? We're not thinking too hard yet. You just want to introduce the spirit to your palate, right? Yeah. You've sniffed it twice. You mm-hmm. know what's coming. It doesn't have to be hot, right? This is just a little kiss. I even, I just drop my tongue into the liquid. Oh, I like that too. Just drop it in. Just a little, a little lap. Yeah, you lap it up. It's just whatever mm-hmm. pulls that sound, back. Listeners, that sound, listeners, that sound was the drop, okay? Yeah, you heard that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you can't and see then it. And I pull it back into yep. my mouth. You don't need to see it. Yeah. Hearing it is bad enough. Yeah. You don't need to see it. <laughs> and then the second sip yeah. is the one that I encourage folks to try and hold for a second. A yeah. little kiss. And then the second sip, please, this is not a shot, Okay. We're taking a little kiss and then a little sip. Yeah. We don't need to shoot it. Yeah. And and what happens when you finally get to step four, because step four is the sip that you're paying attention to, you are able to recognize the flavors so much more. Even if you've been drinking coffee, even if you think mm-hmm. your palate stinks yep. or you don't, it's amazing. And the look on folks' faces when they get to that fourth step, the surprise, the delight, it's its why I like doing what I do because they get to that fourth step and they realize because they're tasting something and it's surprising them and they are impressed by themselves yeah. because they didn't know that they could discover something in that spirit. They, they probably haven't done it like that with that intention, mm-hmm. that pause before. And so the I mind, think it's really delightful. The mindfulness, yes. I think it's so delightful and so fun and not to mention delicious. Yeah. You know what I like to talk about at that stage, right, is that taking that time, leaving that that bit on your palate. Right. It's sort of to me like if you're shooting a a spirit. Right. If you just throw it in your mouth and you swallow it back, it's like, ah, it's hard. Ah. Right. And and you think, oh, that's just it's 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 bad. It's too strong. It's whatever. Um I feel like that's sort of like walking into the Tower of Babel and hearing all of these different voices. But if you stand in that Tower of Babel and you just, you're mindful and you listen and you pay attention, suddenly you pick up a little Spanish over here, a little German over here, a little Italian over here, a little French over here. You're able to isolate. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing with all of these flavors. These, These spirits can be so complex that if you don't, take your time if you're not mindful it can be an awful experience but it's completely the opposite 
if you just give it the time it needs to recognize the complexity because you've never had anything this complex in your life. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great comparison. That's a really nice parallel with the languages. Particularly for somebody who wasn't raised religious. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So, uh, So then what next? Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's so funny. Like so, so, so many people I'll find when uh, when I'm doing tastings, if I'm not paying attention, they'll stop at this point, and I'll just keep talking, and I'll realize they're not drinking. I'm like, just keep taking those little sips. Yeah. No, but I will say the after after that, the tasting in community is typically the next thing I talk about because after that moment of delight and surprise, mm-hmm. I. I People will then start to gain a little bit of confidence. Yeah. Okay, because now you noticed that you noticed things in that spirit. And I really spend a lot of time encouraging people to be vocal. Now, say the words that you think, okay? Because someone sitting right next to you might be just right there on the cusp. They might be thinking, oh, I I maybe taste a, a fruit in there. And if you say... Mango or sweet corn (laughs) or you might not think it's right. There is no right and wrong. Right. right? But as soon as you say it, the person right next to you might go, yes, like I almost had it. But when you said it, I was able to agree. Right. So say the words out loud. When I when I do tastings and, and run events, I bring flavor wheels with me and lists of words. Right. They could be food words, fruits and vegetables. They could be non food words. They could be colors. They could be textures. Just start saying them. Because I think when we start tasting in community, we can help one another have those little moments of discovery. So that would be my next step is start talking about it once you start tasting it. Yeah, I like that. You know, and I I really do. I sincerely like that. I would never do that. And I'd never do that because, you know, as I've said to you many times, like I just don't have that good a palate. I don't taste so many things. I taste colors. I taste sounds. But being able to, like, cherry, cherry, like, that's hard for me. Mm. There are a couple of things that I recognize in agave spirits, like blue cheese, um, uh, um, uh, poblano chiles, Mm. um, uh, roasted peanuts. There are some things that I pick up, uh, uh, black pepper, pollen. Like, there are some things that I pick up in a handful of spirits that I can recognize, but most things I don't. And I am always so worried that if I say I taste something and somebody else doesn't, that they'll feel like they've lost, that mm. they are less than. And but I would, what I, if, you know, what if you say the thing, if you think one yeah. of those couple things you just mentioned, if you think you detect that mm-hmm. and you say it and it helps somebody get deeper into that spirit, like, like find that on their own palate. Whereas mm. if you stayed quiet, they might just stay confused. Well, you know, I, I would say that I rarely stay quiet, and I would say that I also tend to confuse people. So I've oh, like I'm not going to argue with the, with you on either of those <laughs> points. I guess, like I can I can see it both ways because neither do I want to steal anyone's first impression. Yeah, I will try. Like as the educator, yeah. I will try not to say the flavors right away. I will try to massage and and encourage you to pull you whoever you are the taster you the green gex yeah. out there. I will try to encourage encourage you to say something yeah. or I will ask you questions right right that's yeah. that's what the teacher is is supposed to do right, right. at the head of the classroom so right. to speak um but once you start maybe naming things I'll really 
push and and lean into that. Like, yes, you got it. Yes. Because I really, I don't believe there's a right or wrong. And our palates are subjective. It matters how we were raised, the foods that we ate when we were a kid, what we ate today, right? right? What we're eating while we're drinking, what all of that matters. And I really, I'm heavy on, on the no right or wrong. There isn't a dichotomy. It's not black and white, but I, that's why I think the tasting and community is so crucial. Um, it's just about exploring and it's yeah. about the pleasure of discovery. It's not about you said pink peppercorn and you're wrong. Get out of here. You can't <laughs> taste agave spirits anymore, right? It's just about the pleasure of engaging in the process to me. Yeah. To me. You know, and I'd, I'd say one of the other things I like to talk about after somebody gets excited by a tasting is, okay, now go try other things and try them uh, in tandem with one another. So, like, go if, if, if what you're drinking is this aroqueño that's made by Eduardo Anales, go try three other aroqueños or go try three other spirits made by Eduardo to get a sense of like what's going on with the different agave. Yes. Yeah. And you know what that does for people? That empowers them to learn their own palate, right? They're not going to be sitting in my class every day. Right. But if they say, oh, wow, I've never tasted anything like that. I I didn't know mezcal could be not smoky, for example. Right. Right. You know that I taste with mezcales that are cooked above ground a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. People are learning for the very first time, oh, I didn't think I liked mezcal because I always thought it was smoky and that's not my jam. Right. Well, go forth and learn, young grasshopper. Go (laughs) ask for agave from Durango or San Luis Potosí or Guanajuato. They often have this style. Now that person has left me, but they learned something about themselves, right? So now they can go into the liquor store or into the restaurant armed with this new bit of information. Hi, do you have any mezcal that is not smoky? Because they know a new thing about themselves. Awesome. Okay, and I think that's a beautiful way to leave this episode is with people going off on their own journey. Go forth and learn, young grasshoppers. (laughs) Thanks so much, Linda. Hasta pronto. Until next time. You've been listening to Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps Gring X bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. We're blessed with sound engineering by Roy Sierra and a theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Marco Ricos. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, well, I'm sure you'll let us know that too. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Agave Road Trip. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pit Bulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization using the power of education 
educational storytelling about food to build a more equitable, resilient food system. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network might lead you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If you drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Drive responsibly. Eat responsibly, too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive. Do not walk, either. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to stretch every 30 minutes. If you stretch every 30 minutes, please stay within your defined stressing capacity. And consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you don't have a doctor, maybe Dr. Ryan Acock, the cocktail MD, can help you out. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip. Out.